you are, you know, still a Trumper or you're still adhering to QAnon, you're probably not that big of a critical thinker. So if they don't adhere, they'll just morph into something else. They'll, they'll become something else. This is Wine, Women, and Revolution with your host, Heather Warburton. Hi, and welcome to Wine, Women, and Revolution. I'm your host, Heather Warburton, coming at you here on Create Your Future Productions. You can find us online at www.yourfuturecreator.com. Follow us on all the social medias and get us wherever you get your podcasts from. Tonight, I'm welcoming back a friend. He's been on my show, oh God, probably this is his like fourth or fifth time, I think. And I always love having him on the show. Christian Perez, welcome back. Thanks for having me, Heather. Gl glad to be back. So you are my man on conspiracy theories, and the reason I wanted to have you back tonight is because it feels like conspiracy theorists are just getting more and more prevalent, or at least more and more people seem to be falling victim yeah. to conspiracy theories. And I saw somebody, I pulled up to Walgreens the other day in my little town that I live in, this, you know, cute, quaint little South Jersey town, and somebody had a QAnon bumper sticker. So I'm walking around Walgreens like... Well, who's the crazy person in here? And <laughs> it's just so weird. People used to hide the fact that they were like crazy conspiracy theorists. And <laughs> now they put it on their bumpers. Right. Am I wrong in thinking that it's more prevalent now? No, I mean, Heather, I would say it's definitely more prevalent. Uh, conspiracy theories have always been around, you know, since the beginning of time, since the beginning of modern history. You know, you can go back to the Middle Ages. But I think now... Um, with, with the rise of the internet, with, you know, the election of Barack Obama in 2008, there's definitely been a rise in conspiracy theories. When it comes to social media, when it comes to the internet, um, conspiracy theories are now more than ever able to spread, proliferate, change, evolve, mutate, I guess. <laughs> um, I, they're definitely more prevalent today. Uh, we have an emboldened Republican Party uh, headed by President Trump and any number of his, uh, his, his followers that now we see post-election, an election that they've clearly lost, still pushing this conspiracy theory that uh, that uh, the election was rigged, that there's some kind of movement against them. And, and you know, it, it, it's not going to stop. These people aren't going to go away. And I think Trump has shown a, uh, you know, a, a, a playbook almost for future conspiracy theorists or future megalomaniacs who, who want to rise to power. All you got to do is lie. The media will have no idea how to cover you. We'll give you free kinds, all kinds of free publicity, and you you could make your way into power. So uh, I think you're absolutely accurate in in thinking that uh, they're more prevalent today because uh, they are. And even in communities like that, you would not expect cons conspiracy theories and fascist thinking to be prevalent. Like I learned from a friend who teaches yoga that she can't even go to yoga retreats anymore because conspiracy theorists are taking over new age groups, yoga groups, all these enlightenment groups that you would think would be nice places have become vile places. The problem is a lot of that stuff like like yoga, like I'm not going to diss yoga, right? Yoga is, is good. Um, in terms of athleticism, stretching, but when, you know, like some white woman or some white guy is trying to get deep into like Eastern philosophy that they don't understand, it's like stick to the stretching aspect, leave the philosophical aspect to some some religious leader. But um, yeah, I mean, if it's martial arts culture, one of the things that bridges Brazilian and American martial arts culture is conservative politics. Uh, one of the, the major families in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, the family that invented it, the Gracie family of Brazil, they're an extremely conservative family. And it, it's, it's all throughout health culture, fitness culture, and wellness culture. Uh, a lot of wellness culture is, is you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to upset a lot of people. A lot of it is based in pseudoscience and, you know, silly thinking. People think about chi and, and energy. It's like, can you even, people even define energy? Like, this isn't a movie where people are throwing you know, magic fireballs at people. That's that's not a thing that doesn't e exist. So as I've said in the past, when people already have beliefs that are pseudoscientific or conspiratorial, it's not hard for someone else to come along and piggyback on those beliefs. So if you already don't trust an admittedly shady pharmaceutical industry, if you already don't trust an admittedly shady federal government, state government, and so on and so forth, um, if you already have maybe, you know, some kind of fears of, of, of pedophiles running around, it's not hard for, you know, some, some Q believer 
to come in and spread these conspiracy theories. And we also have to understand these aren't always true believers and, and zealots that are spreading these conspiracy theories. It's having a conversation. Well, you know, I, I was at dinner the other week and I heard from my cousin and he said X, Y and Z that, you know, that there's government pedophiles. It's not like there's true believers in every single one of these groups, but all it takes is two or three of these ideas to spread into a group. And then and then they just they just mutate a conspiracy theory is like a virus and that's what it's going to do. And when you prey on, you know, people in yoga groups and jujitsu culture and martial arts culture and health culture, um, you know, they, they, they might they might. I don't know how to put it like it, 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 they're already leaning towards these beliefs. It, it's not hard for someone else to just just come in and, uh, and and sway their thinking. If you think she is real and there's like magic inside of you. It doesn't take much for, for other people to prey on that, uh, that that belief of magic. So when it comes to QAnon and like, you know, fear of government conspiracies or preying upon children, you take a young mother or a young father um, who isn't that much of a critical thinker. It's not hard to sway them, sway them, sway their opinions, sway their, you know, their thinking. And, and you know, and that's what conspiracy theorists do. They, they, they prey on people's fears and insecurities. And the next thing you know, a yoga group is all of a sudden becoming fascist or proto-fascist and, yeah, and the thing like it's i wouldn't even call them fascist or proto-fascist they just become like like fascist adjacent or fascist sympathetic and it's like you know these aren't people that are going to be sieg heiling but kick the can down the road they have now become more susceptible to, to bad ideas i mean I, I i gave an interview not long ago and i talk about how like we talk about this fear of pedophilia and in the 80s they had the satanic panic that like you know there were these <laughs> <laughs> these devil, these devil worshiping pedophiles that were preying upon children in, um, in, uh, in daycare centers. And this was the era of Dungeons and Dragons and heavy metal music, which are Satanists and, and whatever. And it was, and, and America was ripe for that because in the 1960s, and you're going to love this because you and I were both, were both dirty, dirty communists. In the 1960s, as women were getting jobs, right, the conservatives were freaking out. And what they, what they charged... <laughs> was that daycare was a communist plot because daycare allowed women to join the workforce. So in the 60s, conservatives are freaking out, spreading conspiracy theories about daycare being a communist plot. So by the time the 80s comes, that already exists in their minds. That already exists in the conservative zeitgeist. Now, what is it, 80, you know, 80 years later, they believe the same thing, or 60 years later. I mean, now it, it's, it, it, it's th that already exists in their mindset, that, that fear of, of, of of, of pedophiles. And, you know, that's all QAnon takes. QAnon came in and QAnon is not original. QAnon is not new. And I've said this in the past. The first time I heard about QAnon, I crumpled it up and threw it over my shoulder. I'm like, this, this trash out of my face. It's unoriginal. It, there's nothing new about it. But, you know, it, it just it, it just came in piggybacking on all these other bad ideas. And I think that that's why it's taken off in these these communities, because all it does is piggyback on, on ideas that, that are hundreds of years old. There's nothing new about QAnon. Well, let's start actually from what the beginning. Let's take it back a step in case somebody has heard QAnon but really doesn't know what it is or hasn't really done a deep dive on it. Yeah. So, I mean, so again, with conspiracy theorists, you, 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 <laughs> you'll be hard pressed to find two that, that believe everything the same, that, that agree on everything. But in a nutshell, there's this idea that, that the world or the U.S. government or the West or whoever has been controlled by this, you know, shadowy group of individuals, you know, the Illuminati or the Freemasons or the, the Satanists, whoever they are, the Zionists in the past, whatever we've called them in the past. But but this time, you know, they're they're you know they're responsible for wars and famines and diseases. But now they're also responsible for the coronavirus pandemic, which may or may not be real, depending on who who you're talking to, which which conspiracy theories. But basically, this idea is now. Uh, instead of the Illuminati being all powerful or this cabal, it's basically just the Democratic Party, a number of bankers. <coughs> they mean Jewish people and, um, you know, members of, of Hollywood and what they call the government deep state. And when, when, when conservatives talk about the deep state, basically, it's just government bureaucrats that are whistleblowers. There is no deep state. It's people holding Trump accountable. It's, oh, the deep state. No, dude, this isn't a movie. And it, and. I mean, that's the idea is that is that the Hollywood elites, the Democratic Party and I'm sorry, the Democratic elites, the Hollywood elites, um, the banking industry that they, they get together and they rule the world. And 
Some people believe they kidnap children and they're molesting children. Other people believe that they're drinking the blood of children or drinking adrenochrome. Um, it's not just that they're molesting kids. Um, some people believe that, uh, uh, was it Hillary Clinton, a la Bloody Mary, drinks or bathes in the blood of children to stay young and powerful? I, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's literally, these are the same conspiracy theories that existed in the Middle Ages about Jewish people. They're going to steal your kids. They're going to perform these rituals where they drink their blood, um, be afraid, and then hate. It, 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 it's just evolved from Jews to bankers and Hollywood actors. And, you know, but in reality, we see it's Donald Trump. We see it's Prince Andrew. We see it's Jeffrey Epstein. We do see that it's Bill Clinton, that it's not just one party or any other party. It's the wealthy. It's the powerful. And to quote George Carlin, it, it's, a, it's a big club and you ain't in it. So what are some of the biggest conspiracy theories that have come out of the QAnon community? Oh, boy. I mean, well, you said just the one with the uh, that the deep state has made coronavirus. Well, okay, That's one of them. Okay. The number one would be the deep state. Like the deep state is this idea that there are government, just government bureaucrats, like people in the government that I guess the conspiracy would allege that there's hundreds or thousands of people and they're just plotting to take out Trump. And no. Right. Like like government bureaucrats just want to do their job and hope they don't get someone like Betsy DeVos in charge of their organization. That's all they want to do. Right. They, they want to get paid, do their jobs. You know, I, I want to work at the, uh, you know, the, the Department of Education. But the, the deep state conspiracy theory is that they're running around plotting to take down Trump and they're 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 they're, they're running defense for these pedophiles. And, um, you know, some of them are even, you know, kidnapping children and so on and so forth. And you have a number of conservatives, high, high ranking Republicans saying, well, it's the deep state this, it's the it's the deep state that. No, it's just bureaucrats holding holding Trump accountable. And as we see, we, we have Democrats that aren't even willing to really go after Trump in the way we'd like. So, you know, that doesn't really mean anything. So the deep state isn't really isn't really a, a, a thing there. Another one of the problems with, with, with QAnon is the fact that we get people riled up looking for, um, you know, pedophiles thinking that they're hiding under trash cans or that they're, they're government elites or so on and so forth. But in reality, is it's, it's, it's all misinformation. So one of the problems with conspiracy theories is it preys upon people that can be well-intentioned. And, you know, if you're a scared mother or a health enthusiast, you know, you usually are pretty, pretty well-intentioned. But what happens with conspiracy theories, especially like, like QAnon, when you spread misinformation about, you know, democratic elites kidnapping kids, or there, there was something about the, um, I think it was in England, there was a supermarket called Wayfair, or no, no, I'm sorry, it was in the United States, there's a supermarket uh, that someone had printed something about how Wayfair was involved in like the kidnapping of children. And there was this hotline. It was like, I can't remember the name of the hotline. Sorry, I was like looking for it. Wayfair, like, like the online sales place. Like there's commercials for it. The Wayfair, yeah, just what I need. Like that place. Yes, they have stores. So the thing is, it's like, like it's not the New York Times that's releasing this information. It's message boards in the middle of nowhere on these these, these creepy websites. So people were calling into these national hotlines about information about the Wayfair um you know, Wayfair child molestation plot or whatever. And in, in reality, you know, th there were people waiting for, for accurate information. So they clog up the phone lines, they, they, they muck up the conversation. So when you think about QAnon and, and, and the problems that they solve, it's not that, that it's just misinformation and people are misinformed. They're actively getting in the way of, of investigations looking for, uh, or investigations of, of child molestation. And if you look at the, um, the uh, the facts. I mean, the the ninety one percent of of children are um, that are preyed upon are endangered runaways, right? They're not snatching kids from daycare centers. They're not snatching kids from your schools. Like there's there's like I remember he hearing stories years ago about this woman who claimed, yeah, I would go to school, then they'd take me, and they they this was on um, these were experiments that they claimed to have happened in Long Island, but it was the same thing. It was you know these that they were kidnapping kids and they would take them away when they signed into school. They would take, whisk them around the world, molest them, and then send them back home at the end of the day just before brainwashing them to forget everything, right? So, I mean, these are like, this is what I, what I mean when I said, like, the first time I heard QAnon, I was just kind of, I kind of blew it off, right? And now it's been around for, like, three years. It was just like, 
there's nothing new about it. Like I, I, I keep saying that, but it's, it, it's, it, it's the truth. I mean, they, they get in the way of accurate investigations. They, they, they it's piggy. It's, it's basically Pizzagate. When we talked about Pizzagate years ago, it's Pizzagate on steroids. Whereas Pizzagate was just a bunch of Democrats in D.C. at this crappy pizzeria. It, it's now it's all Democrats everywhere. And it's all these powerful people, but not Donald Trump, not the guy taking pictures with Jeffrey Epstein, not the guy wishing Jelaine Maxwell well. It's just, it, it's anybody, it's anybody but him. So now, if this person that I saw at uh, Walgreens with the QAnon bumper sticker, are they walking around in the store literally thinking that Wayfair is selling children? Um, and <laughs> That's the thing. I mean, you'd have to talk to, to each and every one of them. I mean... I had a cousin tell me her 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 kids, her kids like she had stepdaughters, and the the, the mother had a, a, a QAnon bumper sticker. And it, it's you don't know what each one of them believes, right? I mean, I'm of the opinion that if they have the bumper sticker, they probably jumped in. You know, they 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 jumped in with both feet, like they're in the deep end at that point. Um, I've run across people who are well intentioned that made comments about government pedophiles, and I kind of had to roll my eyes, but they weren't like. Q and honors or anything like that. But um, I mean, I don't know what this person believes. I mean, if you have the bumper sticker, it's like, all right, well, all right, you probably voted for Trump, which means you, you know, you're probably not living in the real world. And, you know, you like, I mean, I, I just, if, if I see somebody with a QAnon bumper sticker, I'm like, all right, that person's not a critical thinker. That person is probably closeted racist and probably like, I, 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 for me, I see a QAnon bumper sticker. I'm like, that's a negative. I don't know why anybody would want to advertise that. So if, if I see somebody with it, I'm, I've, I've got some, some negative views of them. I, I, can't, <laughs> I can't claim to know what, what they're thinking. But, uh, you know, I, I guess I, I tap them on the shoulder next time. Say, hey, do, do, do you think that there's, you know, pedophiles running around? Where, where are the kids? What kids? Where do they come from? I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Well, they were at least wearing a mask because everyone in the store was wearing a mask. So, you yeah. know, <laughs> I've got to give them that. Yeah, I mean, the, the anti-mask people are still the uh, still the worst. They're like, well, see, it hasn't worked. It hasn't worked because they're not wearing a mask. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I did see a good conspiracy theory about that one that uh, the flu, like that they're just misreporting that any flu case, they're calling it COVID oh, now. And they're like, well, why haven't there been any very few flu cases to which I responded with like, well, yeah, it's almost like wearing a mask, washing your hands and yeah. social distancing prevents the spread of disease. That's why maybe there's yeah. less flu cases. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's I, some guy today. I saw something and he made some comment about, well, we already had, oh, what did he say? Like, however many thousands of deaths a month. I'm like, what are you talking about? Even if we had thousands and thousands of deaths a month, we're having thousands and thousands of deaths more a month now, right? Like, it, it, it they like try to play like this weird numbers game about percentages. You're like, well, it's only got like 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 a two percent like like mortality rate. I'm like, that's six million people. That's still more people that, that that can fit in our in our hospitals. It's just it's just so many people just thinking that they're smarter than the scientists. Right. And Actually, it's, it's, I had this yeah. discussion with my husband. Like, we were curious. Like, well, what's something that we consider like an acceptable number of deaths a day? Like driving a car, for example. Some people yeah. get killed driving a car. So we're like, okay, well, how many people in New Jersey, for example, die per day in an auto accident? And I think it was two was the number that we found from doing our research. Now yeah. compare that to how many people are dying every day from COVID in New Jersey. Like we're up yeah. into the 30s, 40s, 50s again now. Like if there was a gunman who was killing 30, 40 or 50 people a day, yeah. like we'd be in a panic about that. Like, could you imagine if like, you know, like, 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 like popcorn was killing 50 people a day? We'd be like, ban popcorn. Right. But like, <laughs> <laughs> but like you know just yeah, to put I it mean, in comparison it, it, you think of these things as being giant killers like auto accidents or shooting and yeah. you know like it was like i think only one person was killed a day by shooting and being shot in new jersey like these numbers are minuscule compared they're, to they're, they're minuscule they're minuscule i mean we're talking almost one nine eleven every day at this point we are at now i actually had to uh, had to write it down we are at over 96 911s. We have 286,000 deaths in the United States. That's over 96 911s. And why do we even have a 911 memorial now? Right. What does it mean? What like if if a conservative 
or, or an anti-masker because, you know, they're going to overlap. If like they don't get to complain about 9-11, I don't ever want to hear a Republican complain about 9-11 ever again or cults, cults of personality for that matter, because these people are like lemmings, you know, following Trump uh, off the hill. But I, I mean, it's just the, the amount of death is, 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 is it's staggering. I mean, we've lost 15,000 and some people in New Jersey. I only have 14,000 people that live in my town. Yeah. Like that would be I, I more than my entire town that I live in just wiped off the planet. I saw this interview. I think it was with Michael Moore. And he was like, and this is like a week or two ago. He said, this would be as if the, the entire population of Richmond, Virginia just disappeared. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's a city. I mean, we're 280,000 people, 286,000 people. That's a nice size city. And it it's, it's not like it's some some zombie apocalypse that we couldn't fight that there was nothing for and it's like all people had to do was wash their hands and wear masks and we have a president like i, I still don't understand with trump like why like it was a slam dunk to tell people to wear masks like trump i am i fully believe and i i believe this wholeheartedly that if it wasn't for coronavirus we would we would have a second trump term probably Absolutely. i think we would have too i really couldn't guess who was going to win yeah. up until maybe the last month or so and i'm like okay it's probably yeah. going to be biden yeah like, like joe i'm just like wow we had 70 x you know 73 million people that still voted for trump it's like no if it wasn't for this virus he would he would have steamrolled biden it would have been an embarrassment but um I just, it was a slam dunk. Like he, he's the president who wants to be the leader. We get this virus that we could have easily handled. And all he had to say was wear your masks, wash your hands. He could have, he could have inflated the numbers of lives he could have saved, but he, he totally punked out. I mean, and that's, I mean, and that's the thing with Trump. And, and I think that that's kind of like the fear of the future is it's like Trump's a buffoon. He's a jackass. Even, even like, he, he is like 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 this failure, but because he's rich, he gets to exist. If he was a blue collar person like you or me, he, he would have been you know, he would he would have never survived. He would have been he would have been gobbled up. But like it was a slam dunk. All he had to say was wear the masks and he could he could have been a leader. I mean, even now, did you see a couple of weeks ago when they had that? There was a rally in support of him in Washington, D.C., and he drove past the rally like it didn't even matter. Wow. <laughs> And I'm just like, could you imagine if this guy was competent? Like the amount of damage he has done by being a buffoon. Right. Can you, can you imagine like the like it, it's it, it's terrifying. Like for me, like election night, I, I was scared. I'm not even going to lie. Like, you know, triggered, terrified. I, I was legit terrified. I was terrified for myself and people that, that I care about because it's like people in this country just don't think critically. Uh, party identification you know, what, what political party, what red team, whatever team you're on means more than almost anything. So people will, will vote for Trump just because they're on team red without realizing that the ramifications. I mean, yeah, it, I'm terrified because I mean, we know you and I both know Biden's going to be a horrible president. He's not going to make it, anything better. So then when 2024 yeah. rolls around, what if I that competent he, fascist that yeah. actually isn't yeah. such a loser shows up? I'm president thinking Tom he, Cotton, he, he, possibly. He, 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 <laughs> Yeah. I mean, let's hope it's not Ted Cruz. God, I hate Ted Cruz. Um, but yeah, Tom Cotton, it, it, it's like Trump is an idiot. Like all it took was for him to be a little bit like a little bit less egotistical. <clears throat> I mean, I, I, I don't I don't know. I mean, I guess that's a good thing that his ego got in the way. Um, th this 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 virus was a slam dunk. It was a slam dunk, especially after we saw what was happening in Italy. Right. It, we should have just, you know, just mask up. I'm Donald Trump. I'm the wartime president. But it was just sloppy. So I guess now we need to talk about the coup and the QAnon coup that happened. You know, who would have predicted we have somebody that was going to wear a buffalo hide and paint his face blue and call himself the Q shaman and try to take over the Capitol? Like, what was that? I, Heather, I don't even know where to jump in. And you're, you're talking about the uh, QAnon shaman. I believe the guy's name is uh, Angeli. Uh, I don't know. I mean, if you would have asked me if I thought there would be some kind of like lashing out by Trump supporters, I would have said, yeah, I believe it, right? This is what they do. This is white fragility. This is male fragility. This is, this is the reaction to a, a, a loss of perceived privilege, right? 
whether consciously or, or subconsciously. Um, did I see this coming? No. Uh, I believe last time it, we were talking about how like <laughs> how, how Trump basically just left his supporters behind. There was some kind of rally that he had and he got them all all, all excited. And then he got in his car and he drove away. Oh, no. What had happened was they were having a rally in support of him. And then he showed up and drove away. And then on the 6th, we see him egg on this crowd and, and, and get them all riled up. And he tells them, we, we are going to march to the Capitol. And then they play YMCA and he got in his car and he drove away. And that was how he was able to, de to deny all of this. Um, I don't know how we got here. Uh, I, I, you know what? I, I'm lying. I guess I do. Uh, we have a bad president. We have a conspiracy. We had it. We, I'm sorry. We had a bad president. We um, had a conspiracy theorist in charge of the country. And this is what happens. He lost the election. He got walloped in the election and he couldn't deal with it. And these Trump supporters uh, lashed out as a result of that. They feel like I, I, I don't know. I mean, I I. I I can't understand thinking Joe Biden is Mao Zedong. I don't know where that comes from. I can't fathom thinking that Nancy Pelosi <laughs> is some kind of communist dictator, right? Uh, as I said earlier, Joe Biden has a member of Raytheon in his cabinet. This guy is not a communist. This is guy is not some kind of you know, uh, Mao Zedong that's going to overthrow the government and he's going to lock up true patriots. <laughs> January 6th was the last gasp. I don't want to say the last gasp, but just the gasp of ignorance, the gasp of, of white supremacy, the gasp of people who, who just don't know how the world works. And they were living their lives believing that Donald Trump is some kind of genius, some kind of great leader, some kind of man who is going to, you know, bring on the storm and... There were people who thought that, uh, you know, during the inauguration, Joe Biden was just going to get arrested. The cops were going to show up and Trump was going to show up at the military and it didn't happen. And that rambling answer was my response to January 6th. It was a coup. It was an insult. And um, I don't want to say it was planned. Uh, well, it was definitely planned by uh, by some people. I don't think Trump uh, had anything to do with it. I don't think he's that intelligent. But uh, it's very similar to some of the things we've seen in some developing countries, be they Honduras, be they Venezuela, be they Bolivia. And I think this is kind of changing things. It's sort of was a spark of change of how we all kind of viewed the QAnon supporters a little bit that I almost maybe thought at times that they were a joke. And then you see this, and now moving forward, you're seeing them sort of merging with some other kind of fringe groups. Yeah. QAnon is no longer the mainstream, unfortunately. Um, that was a mistake I made. That was a mistake a lot of people made. Uh, there's nothing original or new about QAnon. Uh, QAnon brings absolutely nothing new to the table other than it's just its size. Back in when, when Obama first became president, we had the Tea Party and the Tea Party doesn't exist anymore. But I'm not going to assume that those people all just evaporated. Right. They've, they've taken on a different form. They became Trumpers. They became the, the QAnon supporters. Um, QAnon dropped the ball. Right. QAnon is a joke. It was always a joke. It's so silly that even Alex Jones turned on it. So, I mean, if you're a QAnon supporter, you have two, two decisions, two options, right? One decision, two options. And one is, do I, you know, see this for the joke that it is, or do I dig in deeper? So for those people that dig in deeper, what does that entail? What does that look like? Well, part of it is, you know, just maintaining QAnon. A lot of it is taking on other conspiracy theories and joining other organizations. So we see uh, uh, sovereign citizens movements, three percenter movements, militia movements, all taking on the iconography and the language of QAnon. This is something that was bound to happen always. Uh, when, when, when you look at Trumpers, Trumpers are really just a mixed bag of individuals. Uh, so when you, you, you look at those rallies, when you look at January 6th, when you look at, you know, like the Trump rallies, you see a bunch of different people. Yeah, they're all Trumpers, but what brings them together is Trump. So these are people with, with different ideas, different viewpoints uh, of, of varying perhaps right-wing organizations all brought together under Trump. And when you bring different people together, there's going to be some intermixing, right? There's going to be some sharing of ideas. And this is what we see, right? The, the right wing is not known for its critical thinking skills. It's not known for its attention to history. It's not known for its attention to reality. So when you get this many people of 
you know, similar, but, you know, we'll, we'll say different backgrounds coming together, they're going to steal each other's ideas. Uh, just because someone is a QAnon supporter doesn't necessarily mean that they're not going to be a militia member or a sovereign citizen. One can be a QAnon supporter and be a religious fundamentalist. One can be a militia member and, and be a religious fundamentalist. One could be a religious fundamentalist and, and also hold a, a number of right-wing views. So we, we, we shouldn't assume, I'm not saying you're saying this, Heather, and uh, I'm not saying a lot of our supporters are saying this, but we shouldn't assume that, uh, you know, these people are, are that, that, that Trump supporters are just members of one organization or a number or, or another. There's, there's going to be a good chance that uh, a lot of these people are going to have alliances or ties or sympathies to a number of organizations. So, I mean, it's not really surprising to see this. Um, if you are a QAnon supporter, uh, you might be disillusioned, right? Joe Biden is the president. Uh the predictions did not come true. Well, I mean, we're dealing with human beings and we're dealing with Americans. So people aren't just going to say I was wrong and make an about face. People are going to dig in. These are Trumpers, right? They're going to double down on their ignorance. So what does that mean? That means moving from Q perhaps to being more of a religious fundamentalist to joining a violent, uh, uh, a white supremacist movement, joining a sovereign citizen or militia, militiamen's movement. It, it, it can go, it can go any of the, those ways. Um, we're dealing with with a mixed bag of individuals that are not critical thinkers that are pathologically drawn to anti-government, anti-journalism, um, anti anti-scientific, anti-intellectual movements. So they're they're going to prey on one another. And earlier today, we were talking. So now we're talking about the sovereign citizens. You were kind of teasing me with one of the conspiracy theories of oh, that sort oh. of merges the Trump and sovereign citizen movement. Can you tell the listeners about that? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I got to stop giving you these tidbits, Heather. <laughs> what, what had happened? I, I mean, so again, with these sovereign citizens, it's you're dealing with all kinds of like kooky types. So very much like a conspiracy theorist can see the truth in politics and media. These sovereign citizens have like these weird philosophies and theories on law in the United States. And I'm not an expert on sovereign citizens, but one of the claims is that in 1871, uh, I, th I think it was the United States, I, I can't remember what law it was or what act, uh, the United States ceased to be a country and became a corporation. And in, in 1933, of course, Roosevelt is getting blamed for it. Apparently, Roosevelt had something to do with selling out the United States to foreign investors. I don't, I don't know what that means. That, that's called capitalism, <laughs> right? That's called the status quo. But Anyway, so the, a lot of these sovereign citizens believe that the United States ceased to be a, a nation state as we know it in 1871. So there are people that believe that on March 4th, the original inauguration day before it was moved to January 20th, 20th in 1930s, um, that on March 4th, Donald Trump will be president of the United States and he will be inaugurated as the 19th president of the United States because all the presidents we've had since I think it was Ulysses F. S. Grant have been illegitimate. I don't know. Like these conspiracy theories are weird, Heather, as as anti-capitalists and socialists, you know, we could look at a history um, of, of, of just like government overreach and governmental violence that can can that has led us to where we stand ideologically. But it's not the same with these people. Right. There are these weird arcane laws, these things in history that didn't even happen. And they have built these ideologies based on that. And they're violent and they're organized and it's 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 kind of scary but uh yeah i mean that's what it is i mean i don't know what to say to somebody who says that to me it, it's kind of like when you see the larucheites outside the dmv you know you don't make eye contact what, what, what do i say what is there to say I, I i i don't know but yes i mean these are the sovereign citizens on march 4th donald trump will be inaugurated as the 19th president of the united states I don't know what's going to happen to Joe Biden. I don't know what's going to happen to all the elected members of Congress. I, I, I don't know. We never know with these types. Um, right. And we obviously know this isn't going to happen. We know that's not how things are going to play out. And so then again, we're going to have these people that had this belief. And now, again, their sort of psyche gets fractured. Yeah. You know, we don't know what they're going to do after that. But it's either, you know, you've got, got two paths. Either they're going to start reaching out and apologizing to people and their family. Like, sorry, can I see my grandkids again? Or okay. they're going to keep going down the rabbit hole until eventually some other thing worse than this inauguration or this uh, January 6th coup will happen. 
Yeah, I mean, all it takes is for someone more intelligent and organized than Donald Trump, and that's not hard, right? I mean, Trump is really just scarring the Republicans, but in many ways, he's, he just held a mirror up to them, up to the leadership, right? Because the leadership of the Republican Party wanted to act like these people didn't exist. They wanted to sweep these deplorables under the rug, and they didn't realize these people are organized, and they very much will take over the party. You know, these are people that want change, quote unquote, but this change always seems to be in lockstep with the status quo. They want change, but they still want gay people to shut the hell up. They want change, but they still want brown people to have a second class status. So, I mean, it's scary because these are not rational people. So with these types in power, we don't know what we're going to get or what we can get. And we're seeing now this Marjorie Taylor Greene. I mean, she's, she's, she's crazy. She's loco. I mean, this is not a rational person. This is a crazy person. And she is a lawmaker in the United States. Um, I, I, I had a video last night because she was she's so frustrating to me. I, I just I had, I had to say something about it. If you are the government in North Korea, if this is the government of China, if we are the government of Iran, any country where there isn't democracy, they are now showing their citizens January 6th. They are showing their citizens Marjorie Taylor Greene, and they're saying this is what the United States wants. This is American democracy. Right. Look at Iraq. Look at Afghanistan. Look at January 6th. Look at Marjorie Taylor Greene. Look at Donald Trump. This is what democracy brings. So uh, unfortunately, I mean, we will never really know the, the damage done by the Trump administration and just the the ignorant people in the Republican Party. Uh, it, it, it's not just local. It's, it's global. It's international. It's historical. Right. Donald Trump is a stretch mark on American history. <laughs> And I wanted to kind of tie this back to the beginning of the show where I talked about the person that I saw at Walgreens that had the QAnon bumper sticker. And I kind of wonder, like, where they are now, like now that they've been through all this. I wonder where they were on January 6th. You know, (laughs) I don't want to know where you are now. Where were you on January 6th? Because it wasn't at Walmart. I bet you weren't at Walmart. (laughs) Have they scraped the QAnon bumper sticker off their car now? Or, you know, have they uh, added others? Have you seen the grandkids lately? (laughs) How's your brother brother in Minnesota doing? Have you spoken to him? (laughs) It's it's scary stuff, though. It really is. All these conspiracy theories. Like, I know we like to joke about them because what else can you do other than laugh? But it is scary stuff. It, it, it's it's terrifying, Heather. They have guns. They're organized. They're violent. And we have a political system that doesn't know how to deal with them. We have a justice system that is sympathetic to them. So it's it's scary. On, on the night of the election, I legitimately went to bed scared. I woke up in the middle of the night sick to my stomach because I was legitimately scared of a second Trump presidency because that meant me and people that look like me um, could be targeted, right? I mean, whether they're QAnon supporters, whether they're blatant white supremacists, um, these are people attacking synagogues, attacking black churches, attacking mosques, attacking police officers, attacking government institutions. So, I mean, it, these are, these are we, we have to laugh, Heather, because if we don't laugh, um, it, it, it's very easy to get depressed thinking about these people. Um, they're getting elected to Congress. Um, this is a fault of education, of law enforcement, of politics, of economics. This is, this is the American nightmare. How frustrating is it that we've got an, a legitimate crazy person in office and we can't get a socialist elected? We can't get a real leftist elected, but we've literally yeah. elected a crazy person. Yeah, I mean, you have Joe Biden and it's like, all right, Joe Biden's the return to normal. And for the brunch liberals, I guess that's a good thing. Um, For me in my everyday life, I'll admit that's a good thing, right? But for people that look like me on the other side of the border, that's not a good thing. For people in, you know, the Arab world, in Latin America, in, in Africa, it's not a good thing. And I think one of the big disconnects about someone like you or me, Heather, and your run-of-the-mill liberals or boomers or whoever is, they, they aren't global citizens, right? They don't take into consideration, you know, the extent of their voting and what that will mean, you know, throughout the rest of the world. And, and part of being a socialist is, is being an internationalist and knowing that I do have a responsibility to, you know, these people that I'll never see and I'll never meet on the other side of the world. Yeah, I wish more people could get that and understand that 
there's consequences for any of these people that we're voting for. And sure, the yeah. Trump consequences were horribly damaging. But, you know, if you live in Venezuela right now and Biden's saying, I'm still supporting the coup. Yeah, I mean, it like like Wang Guaido, like, like where, like we used to play for how many, how many, like since the coup happened, Heather, how long have we been playing where in the world is Wang Guaido? <laughs> right, like, seriously. If, 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 <sighs> And this is liberals. I, I got into it with a bunch of liberals I know last week. If Maduro was in any way the dictator that they think he is, do you think they would have allowed Juan Guaido to just walk around freely as he does? Right. right? He would be dead. Cuba, he would be very, very dead. He would have locked his ass up and I'd have been eating popcorn. <laughs> do it. Do it. You know, like, I don't I don't care. Like, this is not North Korea. It's not Iran. It's not Nazi Germany. It's Venezuela, dude. You don't get to just like. Like I, I had this, just we'll say people I know, like liberals I know who are just like, well, Maduro's a dictator. Well, how, why is he a dictator? Because we antagonize his country because we're stealing resources from them. That's like seeing a stray cat, picking a fight with the stray cat, antagonizing it. And then when it scratches you saying it, it, it's a wild beat. No, like you, you have targeted this country specifically because they don't want to fit into the neoliberal agenda. You antagonize them by choking them economically and politically. And when they lash out because there's organized right wing mobs, very similar to the one we saw on January 6th, matter of fact, worse, attacking a number of government institutions and citizens and elected elected officials. Right. Reacting against that, reacting to that makes you a dictator. It's absurd. I'm not going to say Nicolas Maduro is the the nicest guy in the world. He's not. And I'm not going to say he's a great leader because he's not a great leader. But most of those problems in that country are because they can't seem to be left alone. And that, that's a problem with this country. It's, I mean, and we, we could tie it. It's, it's this white fragility. It's this white supremacy, this idea that brown people don't know what's best for themselves, right? We know what's best for those brown people in Latin America. Or these brown people that are voting for these Democrats that elected Biden, they don't know what's best for this country. So we need to storm the Capitol and steal democracy from them. Um, because they don't know they don't know any better. Let, let's not confuse ourselves. January sixth was an attack on multiculturalism. It was an attack on multi, it was an attack on multiracial democracy. You know, I mean that that that's exactly what it is, and that's what they're dealing with in Latin America today. And you know, to bring it back, I'm sorry. Like this is this is what Joe Biden represents. I mean, it's they did everything they could to stop Bernie Sanders, who is you know a European style social democrat, not the end of the world. And they give us Joe Biden, and it's it's more of the same. And as we said earlier, um, we might not have President QAnon in 2024, but the Republicans are going to really pull somebody out of the out of the depths of Hades to uh, to run for office because I, I don't know, like who do they have? Josh Hawley, Ted Cruz. Ugh, these are just 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 grotesque individuals. I, I just as a, as a man and as a human being, I have zero respect for Ted Cruz. The guy is the epitome of sleazy politicians. Oh, he absolutely is. And there's plenty of them. So, I mean, wherever there's money to be made, wherever there's fame to be had, there's going to be demagogues. And as long as there's demagogues, there's going to be conspiracy theory. There's going to be hatred of immigrants and people of color and, you know, the LGBT community. Uh, it, it happens. And unfortunately, our our system, our our style of democracy, capitalist democracy, it, it creates these type of individuals. So now Trump's gone, you know, or by the time people listen to this, Trump will be gone. Trump is no longer the president. Now we have a Biden president. What role does QAnon and places like that play now that we have a Biden president? Yeah, I mean, so. Like I said, I got into it with a a, a relative not long ago. It's here's the deal. If you believe in QAnon, if you are a Trumper. Biden's victory is proof of a conspiracy. Biden winning means that the conspiracy is real because Trump had all those rallies and Trump is so great and he's such a winner and all he's ever done is win and he's something something North Korea and he's something something Iran and he's something something to everybody, you know, that that for, for them, it's they, they just don't get it. Right. So so for them, I mean, and this is how conspiracy theories work. So whether you're a religious fundamentalist, whether you believe in aliens or whether you're a Trumper, because, yes, Trumpers are conspiracy theorists. Um, Most American conservatives are conspiracy theorists. They just don't live in the real world. The propaganda is is, is too strong. 
so so for them it, it's just this idea that like it, it it's been validated like you heard trump say and hit like and trump says it and because he says it his supporters believe it it's like but we had so many rallies well yeah it doesn't matter but there's 300 million people in this country and even if 70 something million people vote for him there's going to be tens of millions of more that 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 don't so so for them they see biden winning as a victory of the deep state of of the liberals of QAnon. So you've you kind of saw this meltdown leading up to the, the election, this fear that there's going to be lists. In many ways, QAnon, well, you're not dealing with rational people, but QAnon should go away with the loss of Donald Trump uh, because it shows that Donald Trump was not who they thought he was. He's not this hero. He's not this lion that's going to you know, arrest all these Democrats and send them to Guantanamo Bay. He's not going to take on the deep state. He's not going to do he's not going to do any of those things. So. You know, it, it's they either fade away or it's going to evolve into something else. Um, it is three years old. Um, I don't even know. Nobody even really knows if the original Q person is still around, if it's even the same people. There are a number of people who have built now careers off of QAnon. There are people who have been elected to Congress as a result of QAnon. So, I mean, I, I, I don't know. It's well, what happened to the Tea Party. Well, the Tea Party probably became the Trumpers and became the QAnoners. So, you know, some people might disappear, but if if you are you know still a trumper or you're still adhering to QAnon, you're probably not that big of a critical thinker so if they don't adhere they'll just morph into something else they'll they'll become something else um q, q itself might go away but those people are never going to go away the fears of, of pedophiles are never going to go away and you know the, the fear of, of democrats are never going to go away so q itself might not exist but but q will live on you know in in, in other ways unfortunately and it'll probably continue, like, whatever new face it takes, it's still going to keep growing. We're going to see probably more and more, more conspiracy people. It's going to be more of the same. You know, Still, it's still going to be the Hollywood elites. It's still going to be the Hillary Clintons. I mean, I saw this this this, this meme, and it was like, you know, the, the, uh, the political spectrum with the X and the Y axis. And it was like the upper right hand, far right. And it was like from Trump to Biden. It was like this small, tiny movement. And it was like this image of a conservative, like freaking out. It's like, oh, no, the list. It's like, dude, there's never going to be lists. There's never going to be lists. The secretary of defense, right? The, 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 the black secretary of defense. I had his name here. I, I forgot it. But it's like something Lloyd. Anyway, it, it's like the guy was on the board of Raytheon. He, he's not a communist. What do you think is going to happen? Right. He was on the board of these arms manufacturers. So, I mean, don't yeah, that's what I always that. wanted to try to point out to these conspiracy people like there is a small sect of people that are running everything and they're corporations. It's not yeah. the Hollywood elites. It's not the secretary down at the DMV. It's the people yeah. that are massively wealthy because of their corporations. It's the Jeff Bezos. It's the Walmart family. Look at, look at Harvey Weinstein. Like Harvey Weinstein owned the production company. So you're going to tell me the Hollywood, the Hollywood actors are all powerful. No, this guy was, was, was treating these women like, like objects. That's power. You know, it, it's like you hear these, you know, they like, well, Beyonce's an elitist. No, jackass. Beyonce's a dancer. Jay-Z is a rapper. The elitists are billionaires, right? Oprah Winfrey, Oprah who? Right? We're talking Sheldon Adelson. We're talking arms manufacturers. We're, we're, we're talking like the, 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 these agribusinesses. We're talking pharma companies. It's like there are these fears of like these lame liberal politicians like we, we like even Ice Cube and 50 Cent, who are supposed to represent the street, they they, they, they jumped in with Trump. Right. So it, it's like so even like this theory that these these Hollywood elites and these musicians are all part of this plot. It's not true. Like it's they're all out for themselves. Um, you know, I don't fear Jay-Z. I fear the guy who owns the record label. You know, those are the people with the big money. Those it's are like, the people that actually buy politicians. Yeah, you can the NBA. And, and that's the thing. It, it's like. Look, corporations buy off politicians. Right, but they don't fear yeah, those I mean, people. It, it, they it, fear it, it, somebody it, that works at the DMV is part of the deep state. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, yeah, like it, it just it, it cracks me up. It's like, guy, some some nurse giving a vaccine is not trying to eradicate, you know, African Americans or and they're just some 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 nurse trying to to give you a vaccine, right? There's this belief that that like everyone is is part of the conspiracy. It's like. Well, you don't know. No. I mean, I work in education. I'll admit, you know, the American educational system is racist. It's white supremacist. It's sexist. But, you know, I work in the education system. I'm not those things. I'm actively trying to 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 um, 
you know, criticize arbitrary authority, but people have these conspiratorial beliefs. They think all institutions are monolithic. And, you know, ju just because, you know, the person in charge believes something that, that everyone's going to, uh, to fall in line. And I, to that, I reply, have you ever been a manager at a job? Have you ever been a team leader and you ever give somebody a task and they just don't do it? You ever work in a group assignment and it falls apart? Like, why do you think people are just going to just do as they're told? Like, it, it's right. It's um, almost adorable that they think that somebody can organize like hundreds of thousands of people into a conspiracy and like, everyone and does their job. Like, you've never organized anything if you believe that. You know, I organize with the Green Party and we're lucky if we can get 15 people to show up at a rally that we all really believe in. <laughs> yeah. You can't get people to agree on a pizza topping. You're going to get people to agree like... And that's the thing, like, it, we're not talking like, 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 like Caesar or, or Abraham Lincoln, a handful of people like these conspiracy theories. It, it's always bigger and bigger. It's like, wait, wait, wait. So the CIA is involved or the FBI or like the deep state. Like, so we're talking thousands of people that are federal workers. So if there's a deep state, like, where do they meet? How are they paid? Who, who's in charge of the records? Right. And, and, and if, you know, and if one guy in the office is part of the deep state and the other isn't, how do you keep it a secret? You know, like where, like where are all these deep state people? Like, 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 yeah, like I said, like who, who's getting paid? Like, do they get paid more? Do you get a stipend for being a part of the deep state or are you just ideologically at, you know, ideologically bound to it? And, and people just say things, they just throw ideas out into the ether without actually thinking about them. But that's, that's how it is now. People talk, everyone has an opinion. And I mean, in many ways, social media is a good thing because it's given everyone a platform. But in, in many ways, it's bad because it's allowed the most ignorant in our society, you know, that same platform. And they've they, they've used it to, to profit and and and, you know, just gain influence. Conspiratorial no. thinking, if anything, is on the rise. And I don't you know, I mean, we've talked before about how do you combat it? And you kind of can't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so so for me, I, I, it's. Yeah. It's not going to work by yelling at people on Facebook, right? You have to do it with policy. Um, and yeah, much easier said than done, right? We need, we need critical thinking in schools, right? We need, we need, we don't, we need to stop these attacks on history. We need to stop these attacks on science, right? We need to stop with the uh, Moses was a founding father, Jesus was a founding father, creationism is a science type stuff. We 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 need to stop that. Um, but we're talking decades and decades of conspiratorial thinking, you know fears of like affirmative action or, or immigrants taking your jobs and, and all that stuff. Well, we, we have allowed these these ideas to seep into our society and all conspiracy theorists have done is piggyback on them. And, and every generation funny, seems funny to year. build on the conspiracies yeah. of the last. <laughs> How do liberals like liberal leadership is not pushing back when when Bill Clinton says something like I'm going to end welfare as we know it. What does that signal to, to everyone else? What does that signal to, to conservatives other than, hey, we can, we can continue this onslaught upon working people? Because the, the, you know, the, the liberals who are supposed to be the guardians of that, they're, they're letting it happen. So, I mean, in schools, by, by changing laws and, and, and hopefully by, by, by creating critical thinkers, that's how we do it. Um, I think that that's just wish, wishful thinking, unfortunately, because... Um, I mean, I, I don't I don't see things getting immediately better, unfortunately, and I don't like being a pessimist, but I guess that's just me being true to myself um, with social media, especially with Trump. Trump's not going to go away. Trump's going to continue to have rallies and he's going to continue to lie and lie and lie. And more people are going to creep out of the woodwork and they're going to continue to lie and lie and lie. So, you know, we got we got to see how it looks going forward. But I don't I don't see them going away, unfortunately, Heather. Yeah, I sad to say I agree with you on this one too, but we'll see if the QAnon Trump thing, I mean, I'm assuming for a while it's just going to live on pure rage, but after yeah. a year or so, uh, if it's still around. Uh, let's hope. I mean, I don't know. Like, do you, I don't know if you remember leading up to the election, they had those stupid, uh, those convoys. They had them here on the parkway. I think they had them out yep. there also. It's like, I don't see that going away. It, it's like a Trump rally. It's like a mega church, right? It's not just about seeing Trump. It's about being a part of something, right? And for these people that are not critical thinkers, that don't have a global perspective, you know, that, that aren't open-minded, being a part of something like that, it's, it's, it, it's euphoric for them.
Right. And to bring it back to what started this whole thing, if you put a bumper sticker on your car about something, you're proud of it. That's part of your identity. You've internalized that to make it like, this is who I am. I want everyone to know this is who I am. So that isn't going to go away anytime soon. It's not. It's not. I mean, it's it's a shame because, uh, you know, I mean, like. I always said, like, like Donald Trump, voting for Donald Trump was just su- such a lack of critical thinking because you had people who, like, he's an outsider. I'm like, he's already admitted to buying off politicians. Right? If you've bought off politicians, you are, by definition, not an outsider. That's the inside. Right, right that's as inside that as it comes. <laughs> that is the inside. And people are just like, he's on the outside. I'm like, he just admitted that he's on the inside, right? I mean, it's, it's they don't, they don't, they don't get it. Like, it, it's... It's a lack of critical thinking. Um, it's I, it's part of like like identity politics, and then it's him justifying all of their bad ideas. Well, I, I can't be a racist piece of crap because the president is. Well, you know he is. You know, I mean, it's it's. I, I just I will never understand Donald Trump. I remember like years ago before I ever ran, my dad is like he's got all this money, he can't afford a haircut. Right, he's got bad hair, bad tan. I mean, like, like I always say, like, there are these images of him, like, like, like he's Rambo. I'm like, like, if you are a man's man, like if you're a macho, macho man, it's like Donald Trump doesn't stand like a man. He leans forward like a bowling pin, right? He kind of stands like a penguin. His, his mannerisms could be seen as feminism, feminine, like feminine. His speech pattern could be seen as feminine. And not that I have a problem with that, but if you're trying to portray him as John Rambo or G.I. Joe, he's not that, buddy. He, his hair is fake. His tan is fake, right? He doesn't have a tan from being out in the sun slaughtering brown people. He has a tan from not even a tanning bed. He smears the crap on his face. Yeah, it's a spray on. Like, like, like even just, just by looking at the man and hearing him speak, you can see that he's full of it. Like, you don't even have to know Donald Trump, what he's about to say, all right, this guy's full of it. Like, look at this guy, right? But they don't, I mean, just the goofy tie, like all, all this stuff, all this stuff, but people eat it up. I don't, I don't know. It's like it's like it's some Greek tragedy from thousands of years ago. And we get to live through it. Super exciting. It, right? I mean, <laughs> now we have like almost 600 kids that have been separated from their family, allegations of sexual assault, women getting forced hysterectomies, diminished international standing, um, increased role of right wing governments globally, 286,000 deaths. Yeah, that, that's America. That, that's winning. That's that's MAGA. It, it, it's an absolute failure. It was always going to be a failure. I remember when he got elected, I said, he's going to make every problem in this country worse. And he did. Yeah. I mean, I, problems in this country just keep getting worse no matter who's president. But he did a number on him. Like, he, he took he it did. to a new level of making he things did. worse. He, he did. Like, you're so good. You got, well, say, you're so, he, he's so, um, he's so good. He's so bad. He, he got people to be inspired by Joe Biden. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Joe Biden still puts me to sleep. Joe Biden still puts me to sleep. I'm like, oh, sleepy Joe. Like, I, I, uninspiring um uh, lack of energy and uninspiring that that's joe biden i mean kamala harris just just disappointing um you know what was it we saw after the election every congressman and woman that ran on medicare for all won and everyone that didn't lost and it was like what was that name of the amy mcgrath i'm like you spent 88 million dollars on 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 a female john Kerry, and you're totally just confused as to how you lost Right. And like I said, I got I got that same phone call from a relative. He's like, you can't you know, these people, they're afraid of communism. They don't want to hear it. I'm like, they voted for fifteen dollar now in, in, in Florida. If you can get those thick headed gusanos in, 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 in Miami, you know, to to vote for fifteen dollar now, there, there's an argument for that. But I mean, that that just speaks to what you and I already know. It's a corporate duopoly. You know, everyone in the Senate, I, this, this article came out yesterday. That pretty much everyone in the Senate is a millionaire. Yeah, right? they aren't the real like like Nancy Pelosi. I'm not, I'm not going to beat up on Nancy Pelosi because it would be too easy, but it, it, it's, I mean, but, but that's what it is. I mean, you, you're telling me things are going to get worse and it's like, I can't sit here and tell you, I think that they aren't right. I mean, when the best we can do for the resistance, quote unquote, is Diane Feinstein, who, who was raging at children, criticizing her for climate change uh, stance and went and hugged Lindsey Graham. Right. It, it's, 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 it's terrifying where we're at right now. Yeah, and we'll be here to talk about it. That's all we can do. (laughs) Hopefully you'll come back on my show again soon. It's always a pleasure talking to you, even if it's terrifying. (laughs) 
so hopefully you'll come back soon. <laughs> I'll have you. I will come back whenever you want me to, Heather. It's always a pleasure to chat with you. You're always fun to talk to, and I, I, I love your show. To my listeners, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate you more than you could know. And I need you guys. I just set up a Patreon. So if you want to help subscribe and keep me going here, this is just a one-woman operation now. And I am not taking corporate money. So if you want to help me out, you can donate through PayPal. You can support me on Patreon. Just go on to my website, www.yourfuturecreator.com. Click on Donate and help me out. I appreciate anything you do to help us. Likes and shares, too. Those really help me out. This is a new company. I just had to start on new company on my own and if you can like share tweet retweet it's so appreciated the future's yours to create go out there and create it